You'd think that seeing God descend in fire and smoke would scare the sin out of Israel. But today, we'll see the rebellious nation reject God. Thanks for tuning in to The Bible Brief. After speaking the Ten Commandments to the people at Mount Sinai, God gives many more rules and regulations to the nation over the next few chapters in Exodus. Then the covenant becomes official, in which the Israelite people agree to be obedient to the Lord. Listen to this from Exodus 24. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. He rose early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain, and twelve pillars according to the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the people of Israel, who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half the blood and put it in basins, and half the blood he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. And they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the blood and threw it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. This ceremony is the ratification, or the making official, of the covenant. The people agree to obey God's rules as He leads them into the land and blesses them as they obey His law. Blood, the signifier of life in the Bible, here is suggestive of solemnity and seriousness of this ceremony and of covenant violation. And just after this ceremony, Moses is called back up on Mount Sinai. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there that I may give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. On these tablets would be written the Ten Commandments that God had spoken to the people. Further, while Moses was on the mountain, God reveals more of the over 600 rules in the law that he was giving the people. This takes 40 days and 40 nights. And at the very end of this time period, we read the conclusion and the introduction to the next events. This is from Exodus 31. And he gave to Moses, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Now, I seem to remember that these people just weeks earlier had said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do and we will be obedient. Apparently, they had pushed from their minds that God had forbidden the creation of fake gods, those idols like the Egyptians had. But the people demanded that Aaron, Moses' brother, should make them these gods. Surely, we think, Aaron will correct the error of the Israelites, remind them of their covenant agreement to obey God's law, and refuse to make this idol for them. Well, let's keep going and see. So Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Now before we move forward, Do you remember the context in which God gave those Ten Commandments? We mentioned that it was in the context of deliverance. Before he gives any of the rules, God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. 
And here, within forty days, with a fake god made from their earrings, the Israelites say to themselves, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. It's so devastatingly sad that it's almost comical. And then comes God's conversation with Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation out of you. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought up out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent did he bring them out, to kill them in the mountains and consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self, and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. I want you to note two things here. First, God proposes to Moses that he start over with him, and that it would be through Moses that God would achieve his promises. God is justifiably angry with the people for so quickly rejecting him. Yet the second thing to note is this. Moses appeals to God's reputation and his promises, after which God does not bring disaster upon the whole people of Israel. And then after this conversation, Moses goes down and berates the people and destroys the golden calf that Aaron had made. This event, this golden calf, begins a sort of cycle where the Israelites continually rebel against God and his rules despite the generally godly leadership of Moses. And it's in these cyclical events that God continues to add rule upon rule to the law. It's as if God responds to the sin of the people by adding more rules for them to follow. And remember, this is all in context of Mount Sinai as they travel toward the land of Canaan. So next we're going to fast forward a bit from here, to the point where they're on the precipice of entering the land. God has given them these many rules, and he has led them through the wilderness now, and they are about to enter the land. Now before they enter, Moses sends twelve spies into the land in order that they might report back what they see. This is from Numbers chapter 13. Go up into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is, and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. And so the twelve spies enter the land, and after forty days, they return with their report. And many of them say, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Fear has gripped ten of the spies, and that fear of these people spreads among the people of Israel. Yet two of the spies respond differently. 
They encourage the people, and they say this in Numbers chapter 14. The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And do you know how the people of Israel respond to the two brave and faithful spies? They immediately suggest stoning the two spies to death. Fear is a powerful force. And for this great failure to go into the land that the Lord had promised the people, they suffer a severe punishment. God responds and tells Moses these words, And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, How long shall this wicked congregation grumble against me? I have heard the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against me. Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing I will do to you. Your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness. And of all your number, listed in the census from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me, not one shall come into the land where I swore that I would make you dwell, except for Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. But your little ones, who you said would become prey, I will bring them in, and they shall know the land that you have rejected. But as for you, your dead bodies shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall be shepherds in the wilderness forty years, and shall suffer for your faithlessness, until the last of your dead bodies lies in the wilderness. According to the number of the days which you spied out the land, forty days, a year for each day. You shall bear your iniquity forty years, and you shall know my displeasure. I, the Lord, have spoken. Surely this will I do, and all this wicked generation who are gathered together against me, in this wilderness they shall come to a full end, and there they shall die. Forty years of wandering as a judgment for not entering the land that God had promised them. Forty years without a permanent home. And each and every one, twenty years old and upward, who went against God's command, would die in the wilderness. All except for the two faithful spies, Joshua and Caleb. Two faithful men out of hundreds of thousands. Will the sons and daughters of these disobedient Israelites finally come into the land of Canaan? Will they be able to defeat the fortified cities of the people there? Next time, we'll meet the next generation. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app. It will help people discover The Bible Brief and be exposed to the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for helping us grow. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.